0: Welcome to day 118 of The Story That Changes Everything. Our readings for today are 1 Chronicles 7-9. through 9. Here's some thoughts to guide your reading for today. Thankfully, we're on our last day of reading the list of names before the chronicler turns to re-narrating Israel's history. All of the tribes of Israel make their way into the list, even if they're narrated as having merged into the other tribes. Yesterday I noted the emphasis placed on Judah because of its connection to David, but after Judah the Levites and the Benjaminites get the most attention. The tribe of Benjamin may get special attention because of their reputation for being warriors. If post-exilic Second Temple Judaism is going to have a future, it's going to need a warrior spirit, and they may get attention also because of their connection to the temple and its territory. Or they may get attention because Israel's first king, Saul, came from that tribe, and that's where the chronicler will start retelling Israel's history with Saul and Israel's kingship. The Levites obviously get attention because of the emphasis for the chronicler on worship in the temple. The two things for the chronicler that must be recovered is kingship and worship if the people are going to have a future. I find the extended section on the gatekeepers in chapter 9 fascinating. It's not just worship, but right worship that must be recovered. And it's the gatekeepers who will make sure that that happens. Recounting a people's history is tricky. When I teach students Christian history, I talk about the three major traditions that make up the last 2,000 years of the Christian Church. Roman Catholicism, Eastern Orthodoxy, and Protestantism. We talk about how Roman Catholicism and Eastern Orthodoxy got divided. Even though Catholicism has various orders that have developed along the way, orders like the Franciscans, Jesuits, Dominicans, Benedictines, etc., Catholicism has kept its unity through a hierarchy of leadership and an emphasis on liturgy and the sacraments. Eastern Orthodoxy has faced many political threats in its history, and Although it finds various national or ethnic expressions, like Coptic, Russian, Armenian, various forms of orthodoxy, etc., it finds its unity in liturgical expression, but also a commitment to the historic creeds and councils of Christian faith. Protestantism is the baby of the three. We're only 500 years old. Protestantism brought an emphasis on biblical authority, a personal relationship with Jesus, and an experiential aspect of salvation. That's been good and important, but it has also opened the door to a thousand different interpretations of the Bible, and thus thousands and thousands of new fractions and denominations. There is some smaller unity within Protestantism with categories like Reformed, Arminian, Calvinist, Wesleyan, Pentecostal, Anabaptist, Holiness, etc., but those categories are squishy and new ones are invented all the time. Perhaps someday before the return of Christ, these various strands might be able to find a new unity in the body of Christ. I'm not optimistic that that would happen on its own. Perhaps like the reunification of Israel, it would take a catastrophic event forcing Christ's people to rebuild from the ground up. But if that happened, we would likely want to make sure that the unique concerns of Catholics, Orthodox, and Protestants each found its way into this renewed movement. It's more likely that in the new creation, we'll look back and see and celebrate the ways the three main traditions kept important parts of the story of God's redemptive work in the world alive. And of course, we'll also include our Jewish brothers and sisters who started the story and kept that part of God's work alive also. I think that's what this first nine chapters of 1 Chronicles are trying to do. The Chronicler wants to root the post-exilic Jewish faith in its history But the Chronicler also wants to show how those various strands are still alive and woven into the kingship, the temple, and the Torah faith that has been sustained and now renewed by God's Spirit. Maybe today the way to respond to these chapters is to reflect not just on what we love about the particular tradition of faith we are a part of, but to also think about the beauty of the other tribes of Christian faith and how God has continued to work through them as well. We finally get to some narratives tomorrow. Our texts for tomorrow are First Chronicles, chapters 10 through 12, and we're adding Psalm 50. I'll talk to you tomorrow.